you can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Hey everyone, welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. You know that I'm your host by now, and today I wanted to talk a little bit about remote work. There's a lot of buzz going around about Zoom requiring people to work a hybrid schedule, all of the negative press that they're getting for making that decision. It inspired me to record this podcast episode, and then also I've been doing a lot of recruiting And a handful of the clients that I've been working with are requiring people to either go into an office or to be located within a certain metro area in order to go into the office. I just posted a LinkedIn post asking people what we should call a job that you work remotely but have to go into a location like a couple times a month. I'm curious to see what they say. And at the end of the episode, I'll pull up the LinkedIn and see if anybody has commented and I'll share what they've said. But the purpose of this episode, I thought it would be interesting just to talk through the different ways that you could have a version of a remote work situation and the different types of remote work or telecommuting or work from home options that there are. Because I do think that there are certain companies, more companies than not, that can have fully remote where their teams are working from anywhere assuming you set up the proper infrastructure to do so. But there's also ways that you can provide more flexibility for people to work remotely more often. And that, I think, is what the bulk of people are demanding right now in the market and the bulk of what candidates want when they are looking for a job. I don't think the bulk of people expect to be able to work anywhere in the world whenever they want, although there are some companies that set up that way. I think they want some sort of version of flexible work. And so I thought it would be interesting just to have an episode where we talk through what that could look like and the different types that are out there. The words 100% distributed or a fully distributed team might not mean anything to you, but that means you can work from anywhere in the world. So there is no office There is no centralized work hours. All employees can work remotely no matter where they are in the world. And this obviously has the most flexibility for the employee, but it does require a lot of intention behind setting up how your team works together, various different tools and processes to do it well, because you don't know that everybody is going to work on the same hours. If people are all the way across the world, you may not be able to just send them a quick little note on 
Teams or Slack. You probably can't pick up the phone and call them if you have a question because everyone's working such different hours. Now, there are a lot of companies that have set this up really well, and it's very, very possible. And there's a lot of people who love this type of style. It's great if you have a workflow set up that people are able to work asynchronously on projects and aren't like required to respond by certain windows and things like that. So a lot of tech companies can do this well because they don't have customers coming into a location. They're working on a lot of project-based work where it's totally okay for people to be fully remote. It is definitely great for folks who have digital products and services. And of course, employers who have set up processes to successfully manage asynchronous communication. So there's like WordPress, Buffer is a social media management. There's a few other companies that have done this super, super well. So that's fully remote, fully distributed from anywhere. Then there's hybrid remote. And that's where employees split their time between working remotely and working from a centralized office. There's a lot of companies who are doing this. Zoom, for one, Google has transitioned to some of that. There's a lot of companies that have this in place. And this works best for larger companies and that it's not just a free-for-all that people can just work whenever they want to from the office. Now, some people like that, some people don't. But the reason why you typically would want to have a structured schedule where everyone's in the office Monday, Wednesdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, when remote Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I don't know, you could make it up. But the reason why you want to do that is because if the whole point of going back into an office is to preserve culture and allow you to work better, and you never know who's going to be at the office when you go, you're missing out on that. There's no point of people to just go into an office to sit on video calls. So you really, as a team, want to make sure that you're all going in on the same days and you're talking about it and getting the buy-in from the team as to when that's going to happen. It typically works best for larger companies who want to give their team some flexibility as well. And definitely best for businesses that do require some of the in-person collaboration. Now, another way you could do it is flexible work arrangements. And that's where employees have the freedom to choose the hours that they work and or decide occasionally working from home, but the primary work location is still in the office. This offers flexibility to teams. It gives them a little bit more flexibility to your employees to be able to work their schedule around their personal life. There's companies that are doing this like PCW, KPMG will either let offer some flexibility as to where the team works or allow them to adjust their start and end times. This is a good place to start if you're like a traditional company and you're wanting to test the waters, or if you're a company that does require an in-person presence, you could have flexible work hours where the team together dictates, okay, who's going to be in the office or at the store or at the location for coverage? If you have a company that requires customer service or service-based business, you could consider creating flexible work schedules where the team helps decide together what the schedule for coverage at a store is going to be. I have a friend who has a fragrance business, Kayla Gray, and they just opened up a store in one of the locations in Arizona. And they have different people covering the store hours so that they have the coverage for the stores open. And then when they're not 
working on their shift, they're working remotely. So that's a version of a flexible work arrangement. Another would be to have satellite offices. And this would be like, if you don't want to just have one big corporate office where everybody goes into, you may decide to have two smaller offices. I have a client that's transitioning to that right now. There's going to be an office at a co-working space in New York City and then a small office where the company is located now in North Carolina. And that will allow you to have equipment. So like this particular company needs to store samples and stuff. This allows them to have a place for that, a place for people to go in who need to look at the samples and do things or have client visits and a place for if you're traveling to one of those locations and you want to get together with your team, you can go work at those locations. It's a great workaround for not having one large office, but having a location and a spot for the the team to get together. So those are all different ways that you can test out remote work. I'm so curious. Let me pull up LinkedIn. My question was, what do you call a company who needs to have everybody located in the same geographical area because they get together for events? And I think a good way to call that, honestly, is work from home. This person needs to be able to work from home in a certain location. The purpose of me recording this was for you to know that there's different ways you can test into it. And just because you're hearing all over the news that remote work is here to stay and people want this and they want to be able to work from anywhere, that is probably true in a lot of cases. But you shouldn't feel pressure to have to just quickly transition to that. You can take baby steps. So if you're considering moving your team to fully remote and you've been in an office, maybe test out two days a week remotely and tell the team, do it for 90 days and be like, okay, we're going to test out remote work two days a week. What needs to change to make that happen? And together figure out the things that are going to be impacted by the team working remote and come up with solutions for it and tell the team, all right, I need you to help me figure out how to make this better and come up with it with them and then test it for 90 days and see how it's going. Find KPIs that you're going to track. See if productivity is down. And you can keep extending it 90 days. Be like, okay, we're going to try another 90 days. And you know what? We're going to try three days. You can test into things. It just really is important that you communicate to the team about what you're doing and why and be intentional about it. Don't be one of those companies that's just continuing to do remote work, but it's not working for your business because you haven't put any thought into it. There's a lot of ways to do it. And we've had people on the show who are experts in this as well. So do a little research and figure out tips and tricks on how to do it. So that's it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a good rest of your day. If you're not driving, stop and take a moment to share this episode with someone who you thought about while listening. Share it with your team to show them you're committed to their growth. Share it with a fellow business owner in your network who you know will be moved by the message. Heck, share it with your mother, your brother, your sister, or your cousin. Your support in growing the show means the world to me. 